You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning and welcome back to the All About Real Estate Edition. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Carol Morgan. Good morning, Carol. This is going to be an interesting conversation. I'm not sure. Have we featured this builder on the show? I think we have maybe once before. But they, good yep, to they've have, been on once before, definitely. Good to have them back. So let's welcome back Brendan Barr. He's a managing partner of development with One Street Residential. Brendan, welcome. Good morning. Good to see you. Appreciate you making time to join us. I know you're awfully busy out there, so grateful for you to give us some time and stop by. Before we get into our conversation about some of the cool projects you got underway, take a quick few seconds. Tell us a bit about you and your background. Sure. So I originally hail from uh, Philadelphia in the Mid-Atlantic area. Went to school or college up in New England. And then from there, uh, worked my way down the Atlantic coast and uh, was working in Washington, D.C., going back to get my MBA where I met my uh, soon-to-be wife, who is originally from Atlanta, and uh, moved down here in 2006, got married, had a few boys, and uh, just uh, raising a family. A great place to do that down here. Yeah. Yeah. No arguments there. Yeah, and great weather, except for it was just so very hot this summer. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the August and September take a little while to get used to, but uh, it beats January, February, and March in, uh, in New England. See, so. I agree with you on that. Todd probably would not agree because he likes snow for some crazy reason, but we will skip that topic for now and jump in and um, tell us and tell our listeners a little bit more about One Street Residential. So we are a 30-plus year uh, real estate company in Atlanta. We have a management company. So we manage all of our own communities and we manage for other owners. We've got a development company, which I oversee. And currently we have a portfolio of 14 properties in the uh, suburban Atlanta area. We have uh, been focused on multifamily for over 30 years, but predominantly focused on age-restricted multifamily for the last 15. So talk about that. Why is that your focus, this uh, 55-plus active adult? You know, I think it originates from the sheer demographics of the boomer population. And we made this, our executive leadership made this conscious effort back in 2008, right amidst the, the downturn. Uh, we had uh, sold a portion of our portfolio, recapitalized the company, which enabled us to get through that downturn successfully. But it was, a, it was one of those moments in time where trying to lay out the, the runway for the next era of our organization and our senior managing partner, Dave Dixon, who's the, the, really the thought leadership around our organization, just saw the, the, the sheer you know, demand coming our way of this this uh, age cohort. And uh, so our first age-restricted community uh, uh, was in uh, opened in 2006 in Kennesaw. Mm. It's called Highland Court. And uh, ever since then, we've really pivoted our core uh, business plan and mission statement towards serving what we call the discretionary 55 and older renter demographic. That's a very interesting focus, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So even within that demographic, you build a wide variety of different products. You want to talk us through the different types sure, of products? Sure. So again, for us, it all backs up to the discretionary vendor. And what I, what I mean by that are these, our, our target consumer has the ability to own, but they choose to rent for a variety of reasons. And that household demographic is growing in our country every year. Mm -hmm. You know, historically, the American dream was I only rent when I have to. 
home ownership is the American dream. You're going to pull me out of my house kicking and screaming when, you know, <laughs> healthcare dictates mm-hmm. my, my, uh, my living needs. But, you know, we don't think that way. We haven't thought that way for a long time. And so historically, senior housing, which we don't like to call it, is always, you know, for food groups. You had the uh, fee simple ownership, active adult community, mm-hmm. maintenance free. You had the traditional independent living, which is age restricted environment, limited health care, but mandated meal plan, which I've always referred to as a levels of assistance. Mm-hmm. You've got the congregate care retirement community, which means you might move in living here, a uh, six figure entry fee. And as you know, you and your spouse's health care needs change, you have the ability to navigate throughout that community into different levels of care, offering peace of mind not only to you and your spouse, but also your adult children. And then the fourth food group has been more uh, higher level of acuity, which is uh, skilled nursing, memory care, assisted living. And Mm -hmm. so historically, those have been the four offerings for folks in this age demographic that would choose to rent versus own. So we've categorized ourselves as the fifth food group. Ah, I like that. Basically, this is multifamily that is program design conceived for a 55 and older consumer in mind that again, just for a variety of reasons, and I think it starts with flexibility, I will choose to serve a, uh, sign a 12-month lease then maintain a 15 or 30-year mortgage commitment. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I think you get to the point that upkeep of an older house is just overwhelming and having to mow the grass every weekend and trim the shrubs and you'd rather be out doing something with your girlfriends or taking that trip with your husband or whatever it is. And I think that we just all want that freedom now. Correct. And I think folks, you get to a point in your life when you're just, you're done with home ownership. Mm -hmm. You're just, you're done. You know, you've raised your kids. Your kids are now out of the house raising their kids. And you look around, you've got three, four, 5,000 square feet. You probably live in a thousand of that square feet. And you're just ready for something different. And you don't want to leave your community, your neighbors, your friends, all your relationships, but you're just ready for something Mm -hmm. new. And so we always like to say that we're in, you know, the active adult living business versus the housing business because we focus on lifestyle. Right. And so here you are in the third third of your life. You've raised your kids. Your career is either behind you or for most parts behind you, your career is not what's driving you anymore. You've got time for yourself to reinvest in yourself and your personal interests and make friends and foster new relationships. So we try to promote that not only with the locations of our communities, but how we do program them with amenities and some level of services, not mm-hmm. so much care-based services, but just, hey, how do you make new friends, forge new relationships and do right. things like that? It's a good philosophy. That's I great. like it. I like it. I like the fifth food group. <laughs> All right. So we have a couple of specific projects we want to talk about. The, I'd love to hear about this Hearthside Lafayette. Tell us about that one. So Hearthside Lafayette is in downtown Fayetteville. So one of the things we always, so we're primarily in the suburbs. Right. Because A, that's where our customer already resides, or B, that's where their adult children and grandchildren live, and they want to be nearby to take advantage of those relationships. So So we're in the suburbs to begin with, and we strive to find what I call suburban town center environments, which is not easy to do, but they are out there. And Fayetteville is an example of one. They're downtown. They've got the traditional town square downtown, individual owned traditional retail, coffee shops, restaurants, retail, professional service offices. And so we've got a site uh, or the community itself is about a quarter mile walkable to downtown. 
So we're always looking for opportunities where our residents can take advantage of the nearby amenities, whether it's walkability, parks and rec, uh, or just really just the ability to go for a nice walk. So right. Lafayette meets that description. It's 125 residences. It opened in May of this year. We have seven units left to lease. So we're 95% occupied, which is tremendous. That's impressive. And what's unique about that opportunity is we uh, entered into a, a, we were in a tax allocation district mm-hmm. with the city there. So that was the first time they've ever done that type of financing with a developer. So that enabled us to perform some public improvements that the broader community will benefit from. That's really cool. Hi, I'm Ty Pennington, and I know buying a home is a major investment. It's important to know the home you buy will be comfortable and energy efficient. That's exactly why Jackson EMC introduced the Right Choice Home Program. These homes are built from the ground up by industry-leading builders and guaranteed to provide both comfort and energy savings. Energy-efficient homes, guaranteed. Ask your Jackson EMC representative for complete warranty terms and conditions. Well, while I was doing some research on your company on your website, this project caught my mind. And I think it was the 16-acre campus of a historic cotton mill that I was like, wow, mm-hmm. how cool would that be to live there? So tell us about Main Street Walton Mill. Sure. Yeah. So this is this is very unique. I was introduced to Monroe two years ago. I'd never been there. And uh, once I got there, I just realized that there was really something special happening there. And it, it's, you know, it's midway between Atlanta and, and Athens. But it's an old mill town. And historically, at least in my experience, mills have two things in common. They're either coastal or they're out in the middle of nowhere. Right. And Monroe has actually two textile mills that are literally in their downtown. I mean, this was the bloodline of this town when it was uh, when it started. So there's a 260,000 square foot mill that was built around the turn of the century. And it closed, closed in like 19... 19- get my dates wrong, but uh, early 2000s. Okay. And it sat there vacant for years and became blighted. And a, a local family whose grandfather actually worked in this mill uh, acquired it. Hmm. And uh, they were local and they just, they couldn't uh, bear to watch it just sit there blighted. So they bought it and they tried to uh, figure out what they were going to do with it. And long story short, they are turning it into a mixed-use destination. Mm -hmm. So they've taken that 260,000-square-foot vacant building, which is gorgeous. I mean, you Mm -hmm. can only imagine. I mean, just windows and beams and exposed brick. And Mm -hmm. they've turned it into an antique mall, really a destination, really a weekend destination for Mm -hmm. Monroe. And Mm -hmm. so they've got an antique mall operator in there. And then they've got all these different eclectic retail uses in there. They've got their own reclaimed wood uh, it's called Georgia Reclaim. They've got their showroom in there. Wow. Gor- gorgeous stuff. They've actually have a, they wanted to maintain some of the manufacturing use as a homage to the mill itself. So they've got some folks in there that are all kind of in this eclectic artistic industry. So it's really neat. So we're building 74 residences for uh, 62 and older, currently under construction. And we designed the, the building to emulate the mill. So there's a lot of brick oh, and cool. kind of nuances uh-huh. and accents there. And what we decided to do with this family, the Holder family, is they found all these fantastic artifacts when they bought the place and started walking through it. And they've got these old foreman logbooks, old real blueprints, photographs. So we're going to turn the lobby of our building into this kind of archive and get some of this stuff framed and matted and on display and try to like tell the story of the mill, you know, as best we can. 
you know, in, in the lobby of our building. That is so super yeah, is cool. cool. I love yeah. it. Well, when I first read about it, I kind of pictured that maybe these, uh, you know, units that you're building would be within the mill, but it's it's, it's next to the mill. And it's it next, looks it's like it's, a baby mill. It's yeah, actually, it's interesting. <laughs> the the land itself that we have is was formerly had or formerly had eleven houses on oh, it okay. that mill workers resided in. What what I've come to learn in, in my being involved in this project is. You know, back then, all the mill workers walked to work. Okay. So you've got this mill town that's surrounded by the mill. Our vacant parcel had 11 homes in it that Mm -hmm. were demolished, I think, back in the 60s. So that's what freed up that land. Okay, that makes sense. But what's interesting is on the corner was the old corner grocery store. Because, again, people walked everywhere. Right, right. That corner grocery store is still open. Wow. And then across the street was the old school because all the uh-huh. kids walked to grade school. And that school has been renovated and it's still open. So it's... And all this I want to ha- go visit now. <laughs> well, all this is happening, you know, again, in their downtown. So when I talk about the antique mall being a, a, a weekend destination, the whole town just benefits from that. Because right. now you've got local restaurants and retailers that are also benefiting from that mm-hmm. consumer traffic on the weekend. So there's... Sounds a, like a really neat little community. Fantastic. Yeah. We're getting tighter on time, but there's another cool project that I do want to give you a chance to share some about this uh, Evoke Town Flats in Johns Creek. Tell us about that one. Sure. So Evoke Town Flats Johns Creek uh, opened uh, within the last 30 days. It's been about 10 years in the making for us. And so having focused on this 55 and older discretionary renter profile over the last 15 years has really taught us a lot. And historically, if you were to walk into one of our buildings, our Average consumer is really in their early 70s when they move Mm. in versus 55, and it's predominantly a single-person household. Mm. Well, what we set out to do at Johns Creek is, as we say, we're trying to get 10 years younger. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean by us? We want to attract more couples. So if you want to attract couples, you've got to start targeting folks in their 60s. So what does that mean? So for us, it meant getting over this negative stigma of renting an apartment, right? Goes back mm-hmm. to the whole American dream, only rent when I have to, but punchline, we set out to design. So we, we, we threw out all our own floor plans up to that point, And we set out to design residences that emulated what they were coming from, which was a single family house. So small details like, you know, a minimum wall of 15 feet, which not only allows a king size bed and frame, but then nightstand on each side because right. that's, they want to bring their king size bed with them. Yeah. So nuances like that. Every two bedroom has its own either dining room or den. So again, you can entertain or, you know, in the house, as we say, one of the, you know, the couple has the escape hatch if they want to go watch a game, read a book, get on the phone. Most one bedrooms have a half bath. So Mm -hmm. again, if you want to entertain, you're not asking them to use your personal, you know, so we really just set out to try to emulate home design elements to to bring to this uh, Community and so I mean it's early. It's a small sample size, but we are attracting couples. So that's so cool. One thing that I like about this, and I I visited when you all had a function a few weeks ago, but a full service bakery that's open to both residents and the outside the community. We do yes. So we have a mixed use requirement as part of Uh the zoning. So Ah. it's it's something we've been working on, but we think it's a great location for kind of a destination brand centric user. It is on the pin corner of a, of a high traffic corridor surrounded by residential Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and a few churches, but yes, we're very excited that, you know, that won't open until probably early Q2 next year. Okay. But yeah, the concept is Dutch monkey bakery. And so backing up for just a second is when we when we designed the lobby, which you saw yeah, in the amenity areas, 
we purposely used an architect that doesn't do a, that is more focused in uh, commercial retail and, and, and hospitality because we wanted to feel like you're walking into a, a hotel right versus an apartment building right. so having this retail use there and having coffee and donuts and whatnot in the morning we can just foresee our customer coming down grabbing a cup of coffee grabbing their laptop or their ipad starting to check the morning mm-hmm. news and kind of start mingling and doing that, you know, that alone together right. feeling you get at Starbucks or a hotel lobby or something mm-hmm. like that. So we're oh, excited about it. that. It's fantastic. It is a great idea. And I have to tell you, Carol, as you well know, I've talked about it a lot in this show. I, I'm into the leasing. My wife and I haven't owned anything since our early 40s, you know. Oh, so, right? yeah. yeah, I mean, we just love the flexibility of it, yeah. you know. So, you know, Carol, I was thinking, listening to all this discussion around active adult, when we launched this <laughs> show eight years ago, we were never even close to qualifying, but <laughs> eight years later, we're a... Uh, just be quiet. Just these be conversations quiet. are becoming more and more relevant. I'm still celebrating my annual 36th birthday, Todd. <laughs> we just don't say what, what which annual one. Right. I understand. Well, Brendan, we're about out of time. So before I let you go, should anyone need to connect with you or learn more about everything happening at One Street Residential, where do they go? Sure. So our website is onestreetres.com, O-N-E-S-T-R-E-E-T-R-E-S.com. And then specifically about Evoke, it's Evoke, which is E-V-O-Q, living.com. Brendan Barr, Managing Partner of Development with One Street Residential. Great to have you. Thanks again for stopping by and joining us. Thank you so much. All right. Well, that wraps this week's All About Real Estate Edition. On behalf of my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schnecht. all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you again right here next week. We'll see you then. Today's episode was made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite real estate blog, and source for real estate news, trends, new home communities, model homes, builders, and more. Denim marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your podcast or iTunes app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show.